Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Racing with Ryan podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Stevens. And uh, first of all, I got to say, I am absolutely blown away by the support of this podcast. I just checked on our uh, dashboard, if you will. The last two episodes have eclipsed over 4,000. That's right, 4,000 clicks. So I don't know if that's people that's listened all the way through. I doubt it. I'm sure some people get sick of it. But that is 4,000 people that have taken the time to click on the podcast. And I didn't even listen back to the last one because I've been so slam busy. So it'd be one more if, if I had the time. But I am, I'm blown away. I thought, you know, when, when I started this thing back up, the first episode did pretty well. It got up around five or 600 uh, clicks. And I'm thinking, you know, that that's that's awesome. And now all of a sudden, it's... I mean, it's taken off. You guys are amazing. Um, I appreciate it. I know uh, I've said some things on here that some people won't agree with. I've said some things on here that may be controversial. But you know what? That's how I am. If I see something, I call it the way that I see it. You know, I yes, I work for New Smyrna Speedway. No, I'm not management. No, I'm not a full-time worker there. So I get to say you know, as, as the announcer, as media, I mean, listen to, uh, we'll take Mike Joy, for instance. He said some things about some drivers that do stupid things on the racetrack. So that's what I get to do from time to time. And if you don't like it, I apologize, but you know, that's what makes this show interesting. But again, I I can't thank you guys enough for the support, uh, for liking this thing. Uh, it makes me want to keep doing it. Uh, we do got to thank our sponsor, Hype Motorsports, of course. Uh, new episode of the Get Hype podcast, Last Lap Edition, coming up uh, in a day or so. Also, they've announced a big new show um, that they're going to be doing uh, live at some of the big races coming up. The uh, Winchester 400, or I'm sorry, the All-American 400. Um, they're going to be at the Snowball Derby and the Full Throttle 100 over at Citrus County Speedway. So they have a lot of exciting new things coming up as well. And, of course, we appreciate their support. You know, we're, we're all kind of networking and, and trying to get uh, this podcast networking thing growing. So appreciate everybody that's listened to that show over there as well. So uh, another shout-out and another big thank you that I got to get out there is to Kenny Roth. He has been sharing everything that we've put out for Governor's Cup. I've been slowly releasing entries three to four a day, whatever I have time to do. So if you've pre-entered and you haven't seen your uh, welcome post, just know I'm working on it. I got a list. I'm going uh, entry by entry. I get a couple more each day. So I know some of you are probably like, what the hell? I entered three days ago and I haven't seen my post yet. I've only got so much time. And, uh, I, you know, I work a full-time job and uh, I do this stuff on the side when I have downtime. So bear with me. I'm going to get to everybody. Um, but thank you to Kenny Roth for sharing everything and for always giving feedback on the show. I really appreciate that. So with all that stuff out of the way, there's the small talk. We're done with that, okay? This episode, we're going to focus on what went down at the Auburndale Speedway this past weekend. Of course, they had the Wheelman Series in town, one of the uh, top sportsman series, uh, I'll say, ever in the state of Florida. It's been going on strong for three or four years now, and uh, they put on a whale of a show. Um, and, and I say whale of a show because I, I don't know that it was necessarily a good race, but it was a show. And uh, we'll, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about all the other stuff that happened at Auburndale this past Saturday. Of course, you guys know, I work in New Smyrna. They were off for stock cars. They had motorcycles. 
Um, I guess they had a great show over there. I'm not interested in motorcycles, so didn't uh, didn't really know uh, t- don't don't really know too much about what went on over there. Um, but I want to thank the Auburndale Speedway for having us uh, there to watch. Got to bring Peyton to her first race at Auburndale, and uh, we we just had a good time being race fans. So we're gonna cover we're gonna cover that in this show. Um, and we have an awesome awesome interview with the driver that was able to win the Wheelman Demolition Derby 100, I'm sorry, the Wheelman 100 this weekend at Auburndale Speedway. If you don't know who won it, well, I won't spoil it for you until we do the recap. So again, thanks to the Auburndale Speedway for having us. And um, I just want to say they did a whale of a job with this show. Uh, They went features only. Uh, That was the plan from the get-go. They did features only. They got all the racing in, even with the sportsman race having about 20 to 25 yellow flags. They got the show in in a very reasonable amount of time, and uh, I I think they did a fantastic job. So there are no complaints at all, and and I'm not just kissing butt. I think Auburndale did a great job running the show. So let's go ahead and get on into the recap, and I'm going to start here with one of my favorite divisions. Um... You know, if if you've been listening to me over the past few years, you know I love the super stocks. So naturally, naturally I like street stocks, pure stocks, whatever you want to call them. They ran pure stocks this weekend for 30 laps. They had a great showing. 17 cars showed up, and uh, it was a great race. Um, some really heavy hitters in this thing, including Travis Rowland, uh, Craig Cuzone, Ray Cuzone was in there, um, Jimmy Casper, George Gorham was even in the show driving the 29 for Bobby Mobley. And man, I thought George was going to win this thing. Um, I was sitting there with my, you guys know Steven from the show, uh, occasionally pops in. Uh, I was sitting there with him and I said, that's my pick. He's going to win this thing. And I thought for sure Gorham was going to get another win, but um, didn't finish the race. Only made it 17 laps before mechanical failures took him out. Big moment in this race uh, happened when the 87 car of James Simpson um, I'm not sure what blew up, but something blew up big going into turn number one. And then the leaders, man, they just came sailing in there, got in the water. I, I think it was water because it didn't take too long to, to clean up. It looked like a radiator or something went on the 87 car. And then the leaders come crashing on in there. Um, and thankfully, thankfully, race control, race director, whoever it was, made a great call and gave those guys their positions back. Because uh, Travis Rowland, who once he got in front, and George Gorham was kind of out of the picture. He was the the dominant guy, but uh, he went spinning out. I think Q Zone went spinning out in the in the fluid, and uh, thankfully they were able to get back going. A couple of cautions in this race, but nothing too major. I mean, just your typical you know big old V eight stock car race. Uh, a couple of spins. Uh, the major incident that almost took out the leaders, uh, but thankfully not too much damage on the cars that did spin out and get the wall. That's. That's the nice thing about Auburndale. The speeds aren't quite as bad. So if you do spin out, um, most of the time you got to worry about the other cars, not so much the walls. So thankfully, everybody able to continue. And when it was all said and done, Travis Rowland driving the number six machine with a very funny sticker. Uh, you may have seen I posted it on uh, Facebook. Pretty interesting sticker on the back of the car. But uh, Travis Rowland was able to survive even despite the spin, get back up there and win the thing over Craig Q zone. David Williams was third, Bobby Kelly fourth, and Wilson Martins with a great run. He's up from uh, mini cuffs, I think. Uh, he was able to round out your top five there. This is this show's kind of going to be like the hot lap, guys, but for, for uh, not for Auburndale Speedway, but about Auburndale Speedway. 
Um, one of the other big races of the night was for the Scramblers, and uh, they had a good showing of Scrambler cars. 18 total, one didn't start, so they started 17. Um, good buddy of mine, uh, one of our racers over at uh, New Smyrna, as a matter of fact, Jack Hall was in attendance. Uh, first time out on the speedway, finished all 30 laps, so an impressive showing. Actually placed in eighth spot, so I wanted to give him a shout-out. Um, the X-Machine from New Smyrna, the purple and black car, was actually out there uh, for Charles Zook on the night, and he rounded out the top 10. So a couple of the uh, New Smyrna guys going to play on the off weekend, which I love to see that. You know, um, you, get, you get a lot of guys who won't go certain places or just stick to their home tracks. I like, I, I really like to see that some of our guys branch out. I know I was talking to Jack, and he's like, he's like, don't worry. We, we just wanted to try out some of these other tracks. We'll be back at New Smyrna, and I, I, that's, man, that, that's totally cool. If you want to go race elsewhere, and just don't forget about us. That's, that, that's all I have to say, but I love to see um, some familiar faces out at uh, Auburndale this week. Uh, made it extra fun for me to be there, so... Um, scramblers though they did a great job i think there's only one maybe two cautions in this race um with, with 17 cars 16 cars whatever it was that started um let's see they had nine cars finish all the laps and yeah pretty clean race for the scramblers so gotta give them a shout out um i don't know the top guys as well in this class but it was matt miller who wound up winning the race dustin kirkland came home in the second position. Guy Comel was third. I know Guy has run over at uh, New Smyrna time or two. Uh, TJ Cruz fourth, and John, looks like Sofield. Uh, I'm trying to read a picture here on the computer. John Sofield, I believe, rounding out your top five. So, impressive run for the Scramblers. Jack Hall, like I said earlier, great run in eighth. Charles Zook, tenth. So, a couple of the uh, guys that I'm more familiar with rounding out your uh, top ten there. So, good race out of the Scramblers. I was very impressed. Now, We'll breeze through that quickly and get to what everybody wants to hear about, right? The Auburndale Wheelman Series 100. Pretty good turnout. I, I saw on Facebook as we were driving out there that someone was saying, there's not many cars entered. They changed the rule, something, something, something. 22 cars showed up, which is pretty much on par for Wheelman right now. They've been around the, you know, 20, 22 car average for much of the year. Um, definitely miss them at New Smyrna, but I understand the logistics and the reasons that they're not there for now. We'll see. Hopefully they'll make it back uh, before too long. But we started 22 cars, and looking over the official results on the Auburndale Speedway Facebook page right now, um, nine cars finished all the laps. Nine cars. That is pretty crazy. Um, I think at one point, they were coming to a restart, and there were seven cars on the track. They had an immediate yellow. A couple more cars came out of the pits and stayed in the lead lap. It could have been a lot worse. Um, there was just a lot of carnage in the middle of the field. I mean, you had guys, and understandably so, you had fast cars trying to make their way back through the field after they got caught up in some of the incidents. And, you know, you got these fast cars like Jeff Schofield, Adam Briggs, uh, Matthew Green, uh, Jason Vale, Tim Sozio, all trying to battle up through the field. A lot of comers and goers because people were trying to fight for the bottom at Auburndale. You got to run, you know, it's pretty much one groove. Uh, you might be able to get the outside to work for a lap or two on a restart. But after that, everybody's fighting for the bottom. And there's a lot of rooting and gouging. You almost got to knock somebody up out of the way 
get them loose coming off the corner or knock them up the hill going in to get by. And that's not a knock on the speedway. That's just boring, short track, flat, short track racing. That's the way it is. Um, pretty much at every track in Florida, except New Smyrna and maybe Citrus on a good night. Uh, they can get that upper groove working from time to time. So we knew going in that this was going to be a wild one. Didn't expect, I, I, I wish it, uh, I wish it showed how many cautions there were on these results. Cause it was, it was quite a bit. Um, the total time they do have that on here from start to finish for a hundred laps, an hour, 31 minutes and 42 seconds for your race winner, Devin McLeod, who, uh, there you go. I spoiled it, but Devin McLeod was, was the winner of this mess. Um, he survived kind of turned into an enduro, if you will. Um, but an hour and 31 minutes to run a hundred laps, uh, because of all the cautions, it was insane. Um, like I said, the, the reason for the cautions is you had a lot of fast cars that got in some skirmishes, had to go to the pits. Jeff Schofield lost half of his right front, came back out, still finished third. So you had, you know, you just had these really fast cars trying to get back up through the field, hard to pass. So there's contact everywhere. Um, it's just the name of the game. Unfortunately, it's, it's, these are great drivers. It was a great field. I mean, the competition, um, was phenomenal. Devin McLeod, uh, Jeff Schofield, Jason Vale, um, let's see, Brandon Morris, who finished dead last. I think he set fast time and he only lasted seven laps and had mechanical problems. Um, so that, I mean, that just shows you that, um, when, when you have a star-studded field, sometimes even the fast qualifier is going to have a bad night. And uh, surprisingly, going back to qualifying, uh, the Wheelman Series only inverted 12 cars. That's that's a small amount from what I hear. I think sometimes they do. Maybe, maybe it was 10 cars, but it wasn't like 14 or 16 in a 22-car field. So that was kind of nice. But um, luckily for Devin McLeod, he started in third, stayed up in the front much of the race. I think he was top four, top five, pretty much the entire way. The first 50 laps, it was much cleaner. It was a, a typical race. There was a couple of spins, a couple of pileups. Uh, Jason Vale blew an engine right at the halfway mark, which took him out of a potential win. Uh, Chad Rutherford, another driver who I thought had a good shot to win this thing, he got caught up in a wreck on lap 55, and he was taken out. Um, I, I mentioned some of the new Smyrna guys traveling. Uh, Matt Green was in attendance. Um, you had, uh, Jeff Schofield who ran with us, uh, Adam Briggs last year's champion was here. Um, James Adams was in attendance, believe it or not. So, uh, you had a lot of drivers that did travel. The sportsman season's over for New Smyrna until governor's cup. So I'm glad to see some of these guys still running their cars. Um, you know, made it fun to chat with some people, uh, during the autograph session for sure. But, um, you had a lot of good cars get taken out in the various wrecks. Um, let's see. Matt Green did not finish all the laps. Um, Leroy Moore did not finish all the laps. Uh, Richard Elkins, a regular at Armadale, he didn't finish all the laps. Chad Rutherford crashed. Jason Vale blew up. James Adams crashed. Uh, Marvin Brown, Kip McVeigh, they got involved in, in wrecks. And that was more or less in the first half of the race when, when it was kind of normal. But then we got to the second half of this thing. It was $3,000 to win. The money's on the line. These guys are starting to see those dollar signs. It was wreck after wreck after wreck. I think the longest green flag run was to actually finish the event. I think it was five or six laps at the end uh, over the last 50 laps. It, it did get a bit annoying. Um, I, I enjoy a good caution to mix things up, but there were times where I'm standing atop the grandstand just throwing my hands up like, what is going on out here? 
Um, the one thing I will say is I, I've admitted it, it's tough to pass at Auburndale. Very tough to pass from time to time. There were plenty of comers and goers. There were lead changes. I honestly thought that Aaron Williamson was going to win the race. When he got out front in the 13 car, I thought he I thought he was going to win it. I've seen him run uh, various races uh, before, and he is tough when he's out in front. And uh, with all the rooting and gouging, somehow, some way, he was able to hang on. And the story of this race was restarts because there are so many opportunities for the guy on the outside. If he could get a good launch and get the nose out in front, he could take the lead or take a spot back. But if the race went too long, that outside groove faded and everybody had to fight to the inside. So restarts were pivotal. There was about 20 of them, if not more. Um, but when all was said and done, with all the car- carnage quit, it was Devin McLeod who um, actually survived a spin. We're going to talk about that in depth later because we do have Devin McLeod coming up in an interview. Um, so we'll hear from the winner of this race. But he got into it with his kind of rival. I guess the rivalries died down a little bit, which is good. But he got into it with Adam Briggs. Adam Briggs tapped out. Uh, so we saw some sportsmanship in this thing, even though it was a slobber knocker to say the least. But when the checkered flag did fly, Devin McLeod was your winner Jake Perkins had a solid night. I thought he might sneak in there and grab this thing, uh, but Devin was able to hold him off over the final restart to uh, claim the victory. Second in a row for Devin, as you'll hear in the interview. Uh, Jeff Schofield finished in third. Tim Sozio fourth. Adam Briggs, despite being involved in a couple of dust-ups, he rounded out your top five. Aaron Williams in sixth. Rex uh, Struble in seventh. Joe Winchell. Uh, he had a rough night, but he still finished in eighth. Ross Francisco in a former George Gorham car finished ninth and rounding out the top 10 was Roger Blevins driving the green 71 that uh, Earl Beckner used to pilot. So that was pretty interesting there. So there's your top 10. Definitely a wild race. Um, you know, too many cautions for my liking. I wouldn't say it's the best, definitely not the best sportsman race I've ever seen. I'm not blaming the drivers. It was a product of uh, a lot of cars, tiny track, and a lot of money. And uh, everybody was going for it. And I think that's what it boils down to. Everybody knew what they had to do. Everybody was fighting for it. And it just wound up being a wreck fest. And you'll get that from time to time in short track racing. But a good turnout, a solid field of drivers. And uh, everybody was trying to win. Can't fault them for that. Definitely can't. So uh, congratulations again to Devin McLeod. Um, Stick around. We have Devin McLeod coming up here on the other side of the break. And then we'll come back and uh, we'll talk a little bit about what's coming up on the next episode of the Racing with Ryan podcast. Well, folks, again, I want to remind you that uh, we are selling ad space here on the Racing with Ryan podcast, just $5 an episode. Um, that just helps us uh, kind of continue. It helps us keep things uh, going. Um, these microphones and all the cords and all the stuff that gets plugged into this computer Uh, eventually wear out. So if you want to help keep the podcast going and have a place to advertise your business for pretty cheap and to reach at least 4,000 people an episode, um, this is a good place to do it. Again, $5 an episode, live ad reads at the beginning of the show, just like we do for Hype Motorsports. So keep that in mind. If you're interested, just uh, let me know and uh, we'll get that going for you. And again, big thank you to our sponsor, Hype Motorsports. Um, They are a uh, racing marketing company. They'll help get your name out there and kind of launch you into the next level and look out for their um, Pitside Live show that'll be coming up on the Speed 51 networks here in the new, near future. So now let's hear from Devin McLeod. <laughs> All right, so we want to welcome to the show 
driver of the number 23 sportsman for Robert Todd Racing, Devin McLeod. Devin, thanks for taking some time to be with us. Yeah, Ryan, thanks for having me, man. Absolutely. Well, first of all, congratulations on the big win last Saturday at Auburndale. Pretty nice payday for you guys. Yeah, no, it, uh, I tell you, man, we've, uh, we lucked out on one. Car's been, uh, hell, the car's been really good the last, you know, really the last all, all this year and kind of got started figuring out what it liked late last year and, um, running over New Smyrna a lot. Had a lot of just bad luck, man. Um, and, uh, these last two wheelman races, we seem to finally get in that, get that monkey off of our back and the car has been good enough to where, um, you know, gets the front and gets a couple of wins. So it was, it was a good night. It, it it was, and um, you know you you're the lucky one to really survive. It almost turned into a demolition derby or an enduro with everybody running into each other, and you were lucky to be up front and, and avoided most of the carnage. Yeah, no, I started third, and um, I tell you, my left my left door was getting beat off pretty good there at a couple different parts of the race, but um, you know I also found myself sitting backwards at one point. Um, you know, it was, you know, nothing intentional. I think, you know, Adam Briggs had a, a flat right front tire. We raced it hard, man. It's um, hard racing is to be expected at Alberdale, you know, uh, bumping and, and rubbing and whatnot. You know, nothing nothing like New Smyrna. You, you get to rubbing like that New Smyrna, you're going to start knocking clips off. But um, it was just one of those things, man. I think everybody saw the payday. And, um, you know, there's a lot of hype around that race. And um, I don't I don't quite understand, man. It's just the patience level wasn't, wasn't very high for a lot of people. And, Fortunately, I was able to, to kind of get to the front. You know, I obviously started third, but I was able to get in the front row and for the most part stay there and um, let all the carnage happen behind me. So, Yeah, I mean, and there was plenty of it. And I want to ask you, you, you mentioned uh, getting tangled up with Adam Briggs a little bit. I know you two have a little bit of a history going back to last year. And honestly, when it happened, I was like, oh, no, here we go. And then uh, I was personally surprised that Adam tapped out, but I think that showed a lot of growth and maturity on his end. Were you surprised when he tapped out so that you could get back to the front? Um, yeah, I was. I tell you, man, we have had a we have had a little bit of a past, you know. Um, as a lot of people know, uh, you know, my my now car owner Todd and Tanya Brown. Todd used to to maintain and work on Adam's cars, and um, you know, they it went their separate ways, and it wasn't really the best of the best of, you know, split ups as honestly, most of them aren't, but, um, you know, Adam and I have talked here and there. And, and I tell you, I think really the, there's not really any personally, I don't have any beef with Adam or, or anybody in this family. And, um, I think a lot of people are past it. It's just, you know, there's, there's always so many outside voices and other people who, who voice their opinions, um, on both sides, um, that really seem to keep the, rivalry if you want to call it that or the bad bad blood or whatever they seem to want to keep that going and um you know adam and i talked hell he was the first person i talked to when i got to the track on friday just a brief conversation nothing um you know nothing nothing out of the ordinary and um so i think a lot of a lot of it is the people in, in his ear or whatever that that don't like me as much you know as more than really adam does but uh no i was definitely surprised when when he tapped out um uh, I mean, it worked out great for me. I, and honestly, going down the front stretch, we touched off a four. Um, I was on the outside of him on the, on the restart. And, um, you know, I had him, had him kind of at my, at my left rear quarter panel, almost clearing him. And, and we touched off a four and I heard a loud pop. And uh, I thought for sure it was my left rear and I was about to go for a ride to get into the corner. And um, then when, when I got, I ended up sitting backwards in the center of one and two, I realized that was his right front that, that went down and that's what spun me. So, 
Um, like I said, I was I was a little surprised um, that that he tapped, and thankfully so. I mean, I, I would have done the same thing if I'm in the wrong. I don't care how much I don't like you. If I'm in the wrong, I'm going to admit to it because um, I believe in karma, and that shit comes around you know tenfold. So, um, you know, like I said, a little bit of surprise, but uh, thankful that nonetheless that that's the way it played out. Yeah, I was I was really glad to see it once I. Once I got the word that that's what had happened, because it was kind of hard to hear being at the track and whatnot, but I was glad to see it. I, I did a podcast earlier for uh, the Hype Motorsports guys, and I talked about some of the rules that I really like in short track racing, and that's that's one of them that I do like. It shows a lot of respect, and because you know when you're racing hard and you're racing for a good chunk of change, you'll you'll shove it in there a little bit farther than maybe you would have thought, and it was just nice to see that you guys, even with the history, still racing hard, but could kind of respect each other even on the track despite the contact yeah absolutely and, and i mean that is what it is, is I, I i am a huge fan of the tap out rule um i do personally think that promoters need to be um you know or, or race directors i don't see the purpose of a race director if if the rule of all involved is there um in my opinion i think i think somebody needs to make a call um everybody knows that somebody's going to be pissed off one way or the other yeah um so i think somebody does need to make a call if they want to hold that role of race director but uh that's not anything that anybody's ever going to listen to me on because i'm a driver but um tap out rule is definitely a good thing and um i tell you more and more it, it seems like it seems like people are people are getting to where you know they don't mind obviously they're not happy about having to tap out but um we all make mistakes man there's a uh, that's part of the reason that we're racing at Auburndale on a Saturday night and not, uh, what was it, Texas on Sundays. So right, right. The other part obviously being money, but, uh, you know, we're all out here to do this for fun, and, um, we, you know, we, we make our fair share of mistakes, and when you own up to them, it definitely makes a difference for the other people. Well, it was definitely uh, an exciting race being in the fans. I, I mean, I, I guess the cautions got a little bit old at the end. What's it like sitting in the car lap after lap going yellow? Um, you know, you're getting to the end. It just felt like yellow after yellow after yellow. Yeah, fortunately, it wasn't really. It was. It was. It wasn't too hot of a night. I mean, I tell you, it's. It gets damn hot in them race cars. It doesn't matter. Um, you know, even though it's cool out, it still gets pretty damn hot. Um, and uh, especially being up front, you know, be getting the lead and seeing all them cautions. That's the last thing you want to see. Um, you know, to an extent, they definitely played to my advantage. Um, I restarted on the outside a lot um, in second and. Man, it's like I kept getting used up, kept getting used up, and then uh, once I was able to finally get the lead. I didn't want to see these cautions anymore because it seemed like um, at that point, the 13 of Aaron Williamson, he was outside of me and it seemed like he was just, you know, with these cars, the transmission rules, with these transmissions being so stock, it's hard to shift. Like it's really hard to shift and it's almost not even worth taking, taking the risk. So um, it's, you know, it's all about how your car fires off at low speed and trying to trail brake and keep the RPMs up. It, it's tough and, I think Aaron had just a little bit more fire off than I did right at the, right at the get go. So, uh, the restarts weren't helping me. Uh, but once I was able to get to the bottom, I had a little bit of an advantage on track position. And that's, I think that's what ultimately was able to get me to keep the lead. And then there, the there at the end, I kind of started to put a little bit of a, a separation between me and second. And, um, you know, that last 10 lap run or whatever it was. So, yeah, the, the restarts, especially at Auburndale, are pretty important, especially if you're on the outside because it's it's tough to make a pass up there. But it, it seems like for a lap or two after the restart, if you can go to get a good jump, you, you can have an opportunity to get up there. And then if the caution falls right, you get to go back to the inside. And I'm telling you, when Williamson got up there, I thought he was going to be tough to beat. And there was a lot of swapping for position all through the field, especially with all the yellows and, and restarts. So you, you kind of said that restarts weren't your – 
strong suit, but you ended up getting to where you needed to be at the right time, and you were able to hold off a really good field of cars. Yeah, I tell you, I mean, I've, I've always said um, to my people, at least, you give me enough opportunities, um, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna figure it out. And that was kind of just one of those things is um, just trying to see what what Aaron was doing and um, trying to, you know, like I said, trying to find that sweet spot of how much I needed the trail brake and how much I needed to be in the gas and where I needed to get the RPMs at for that thing to really fire off. And that last race on the outside, um, I seem to have finally got it. And, and once you get, in most cases, not all cases, but once you get, you know, if you're on the outside, once you get that guy on the inside, once you get his his right front tire, like right there at your door, at your numbers, um, you know, you, you kind of control uh, where where you get to go. As much as, you know, if, if you're on somebody's right rear, if you're on the outside and they're, their right rear is at your left front, they're going to put you up in the marbles get into the corner that's just all about track position, all about, you know, taking advantage of where you're at. And, um, that's, you know, Aaron's a veteran racer, very good racer. He knows what he has to do to have that advantage. So, um, I was able to get that nose on that last restart. And I think that's ultimately what, you know, was able to keep me up, get me up front and keep me there. Yep. And, uh, once you did get up there and like I said earlier, with all, with all those cautions holding everybody off, it must've been pretty intense and, you know, Schofield's coming back up through the field, and you got Perkins up there and Williamson. It must have felt nice to, to get that win uh, against such a great field of drivers. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, it's, you know, obviously, it's, it's no secret recently I sold my Super Late model, but, um, and I'm sure you can even ask Jeff, these, uh, you know, Jeff Schofield, these, these sportsmen are driving. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, they're just like a Super Late model with not, not as much power. Um, yeah. You know, they, we have rack and pinion steering, they're tube clips. Um, and then we're, you know, these, the shocks, the, you know, the wheelman shock rule allows these things to be kind of so aggressive on the front end that, um, they, they dang near stay, you know, steal it off like the late models do. So, um, they, they race a lot like them. You just gotta, you gotta hustle them because, um, especially in, in these 50 lappers that we run and especially over like New Smyrna, um, everybody's cars are so good that you can't, a 50 lapper, there's no ride time. Like you've got to get up and go for 50 laps because the good cars can run hard for 50 laps. Um, Hunter Lapper this last Saturday was a little bit different. Uh, I was able to, I think on them restarts on the outside, I burned up my right front a little bit, really trying to bury it off in there and get that lead. Um, but it, you know, I, I seemed to notice it there at the end when I had somebody outside of me, but when I was able to use the whole track, I was able to, to keep it on the bottom and, and make make good laps. So. You, you mentioned um, super light model guys. I've seen a lot of them not so much running the supers, but getting into the sportsman thing. It seems like either the wheelman series or just sportsman cars in general are, are kind of the direction people are going in. Do you get that sense as well? Oh yeah. I mean, it's, you know, I've been around it for long enough now. I've raced, I mean, hell I'm, I'm 28 and I've raced for 20, 21 years. So, uh, I started about seven years old. So, um, I've been around long enough. You see the classes come and go. Um, you know, I've, I've seen, you know, I still have my pavement modified and, and pavement modifieds, they came strong, you know, until the debacle with the Eddie Braun about four or five years ago, and they seem mm-hmm. to have fallen off. And then now, ever since then, it seems like sportsmen started gaining interest. And uh, then the wheelman started, and, and they really took off. And I tell you right now, um, these new sportsman cars, I know a brand new one that's being built. Um, you know, they're they're fifty plus thousand dollars to build these cars. Yeah, um, it's it's crazy how know, expensive the, any class is. I mean, even the bomber cars that. You, know, you you talk about ebbs and flows. That class is really taking off over at New Smyrna. Even those cars are getting crazy expensive. It's it's an expensive hobby. So 
Uh, that $3,000 to some might not seem like a lot, but I'm sure it, it helps absorb some of the cost anyway. Yeah, well, and, I, and, and that kind of goes back to, I mean, I, I tell you, Todd and Tanya Brown, my car owners, they treat me like gold, man. Um, they don't uh, they don't expect anything out of me except for getting in the car and driving my ass off. And I tell you, up until these last two races that we got these two wins, people were asking me, you know, do you feel any pressure, this, that, and the other, to, to get a win? I was like, no, because I, I really believe that Todd and Tanya believe in me and that I can get the job done. And we just knew that when our time come, we were going to start winning some races. And, um like I said, they take care of me. The money goes right back into the car. Yeah. Um, truth be known, I mean, it was getting ready for <clears throat> it was unloaded Sunday, getting ready for for this big weekend at Citrus. That now has been postponed. So. Well, I, I I heard that some people maybe stayed home from Auburndale to save it for Citrus, and well, that didn't work out for them. Um, I wanted to to talk about the Browns a little bit as well. I've gotten to know them over the past couple of years. Like I said, just absolutely genuine people, great people to be around. Um, and you said great people to drive for. How did that deal come about? Because I remember you in the old, uh, the, the red cars, the 21s. How did the deal with the Browns come about? Yeah, no, I mean, I still have, you know, I still have my payment, my red payment modified number 21. And then they're for the first, you know, I've been, I guess I've been in the sports now for seven years, something like that, eight years. And I started out driving for Dale Lewis and the black number five. And, um, we all know that car wasn't a looker. I think anybody who knows kind of around our area knows that car, um, there on multiple occasions, they got mistaken for a street stock or a bomber. Oh, jeez. And nobody would believe me that it was a sportsman until after the race. We were sitting on the front stretch holding the check flag. So, um, but, uh, no, so I drove for Dale Lewis for, you know, for a couple, I think, I guess it was four or five years. Um, he decided, you know, he was, he finally was deciding to retire. And, um, over the last year, um, I, I guess it just started one week and we parked by the, uh, by Todd and Tanya Brown and, um, they asked me to drive one of their street stocks, and I jumped in for qualifying, went out there qualified third, and, and kind of from there, we just kind of talked, and we took a liking to each other. It seemed like we were kind of the same type of people, and um, I think they caught wind that <clears throat> that Dale Lewis was getting ready to retire, and um, Todd was just starting to build a brand-new car. Um, you know, he built uh, that car that we run is is a, is a RTR chassis. Um, he built it from the ground up, and... Um, they asked me if I'd be interested in driving. I said, you know, absolutely. It's perfect timing. And um, we came to the to the Red Eye. I guess it would have been last year, 2020, I yep. think it was. And, I remember uh, that. Wasn't many all, cars, but we all four picked cars. up a win in our first race. That, get, that gets uh, some good confidence, gets you started on the right foot. And uh, you mentioned Todd built some really nice race cars. They're really good looking, and you guys have got it figured out. They're really fast now, too. So it's it's been nice to see that progress. Yeah, well, and, and, you know, going into it, you know, it was a new car, um, you know, one of one, or at that point, one of two, actually, uh, funny story, Adam Briggs, his car was also built by Todd Brown, so, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it says something, you know what right. I mean? And oh, yeah. Once we finally started figuring out what that specific car liked, um, then we started getting fast, we started running up front consistently, and um, I tell you, we've been beating on the door all year, we've had a bunch of seconds, a bunch of thirds, um, you know, and finally we've been able to start putting it together these last couple of races and um honestly it's kind of starting to seem we're putting it together when it counts here at the end of the season and um Absolutely. the points haven't come out for the wheelman race but i think we're 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 right up there at the top first or second so it's uh it's starting to pay off for us so you've been running wheelman pretty much full-time this year correct yeah yeah no and we would have last year too but the, the deal with me and, yep. me and adam 
we, kinda... uh, we obviously got kicked out of that for a couple months and, and we both came over there and started racing with you guys and, yep. um, over at New Smyrna had a great time, but yeah, we're, we're running the wheelman deal full time this year and kind of just the big races. And then we're going to try to go up to, um, we got a 604. We're going to put in the car and try to go up to the, uh, the snowball derby. Oh, that'll be um, a fun experience the of December. So that'll be real nice. I was going to ask, I, kn- I know everything's fluid the way racing is right now with, with tires and schedules and this pandemic thing we're going through. Uh, what is uh, what is next on the schedule? What do you guys, other than snowball, what do you guys have planned? Uh, well, I actually just went and uh, went and you know we're getting ready to. We just had a fixed fixed shock mount on my my dirt car. I, I once I sold my super, I bought me a dirt modified. So I'm gonna go venture up to uh, Bubba Raceway Park in Ocala next weekend and, and try to play with that. And um, then after that, it's um, it's. You know, whenever they rescheduled the obviously the snowball, they rescheduled the uh, 200 lapper at Citrus for December. Yep. We've got the High Kick 99 at uh, Punta Gorda in November to round out the Wheelman Series and hopefully get us a championship in that. And then um, here very soon, Todd's actually finishing up the body on my my pavement modified right now. But here very soon, we'll have that thing back out and um, you know try to try to get us a couple of wins in that. So. So you guys are just kind of racing. You're racing the wheel, man. You're trying to go for the championship there, and then just having fun wherever else you can. Yeah, well, and, and I've never, you know, I've never raced dirt before. This, this, uh, this modified is is my first dirt endeavor, and um, we picked up a win my first night out. Kind of got lucky into one there down at Hendry. Once again, like many cars, but there's some good cars there, and um, it's a whole different ball game. So, oh yeah, we're just gonna take that take that race by race. I think we're gonna try to run the Winter Nationals at East Bay. Um, and then, uh, you know, just kind of see what the future holds, um, you know, and, and just have fun. That's what we do it for is um, the sportsman deal. We're racing for points, but everything else is just we're going to chase the money uh, at these local tracks between the modified dirt and pavement. Uh, see what we can see what we can bring home. Well, I mean, that that sounds like the way to do it, man. And you guys are having fun. And hopefully, um, you know, I know it'll be at uh, New Smyrna for all the races over there. But I, I like it. I, I like when we do get to venture out and we get to see you guys. So hopefully we'll see you. Uh, if anything, we'll have to come check you out on dirt. Yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, uh, and, and we, we hope to be able to get back to New Smyrna next year, too, whether it's for the sportsman. From what I hear, this wheelman deal is kind of starting to expand again next year. So hopefully that includes New Smyrna. I hope and, so. Um, yeah, from, from what I hear, it, it, there, it, it does. So uh, that's that's great news. So between that and then I, uh, I kept my late model motor out of my Super, so uh, hopefully at some point we can throw that motor in my pavement modified and get that over there too. It's been, uh, been probably about eight or nine years since we've done that. So, yeah. I, and I know she's a, she's a tough beast. You gotta, you gotta have the motor. And like you said, if you get to beat and bang like everybody did at Auburndale, then you got a lot of problems. So oh, yeah. I, I understand. And it, it was great seeing you guys race with us last year. I know how crazy last year was, and this year has been crazy too. And I'm glad, uh, I'm glad things have been going better on the wheelman side and we'll be rooting for you guys in the championship. Yeah, Ryan. No, I appreciate it, man. And thanks for having me on. And, uh, you know, anytime you need some time to kill and, uh, you need, need a guest, give me a call. I like to talk, you know that. So absolutely. Well, Hey man, if, uh, if you end up winning this championship, we'll get you back on here. Or if anything, we'll check back in with you and say how the rest of your win. Okay. Ryan. Sounds good, man. I appreciate it. Have a good night. Yes, sir. You too. Appreciate your time. I mean, see Bye. <laughs> All right. So again, we want to thank Devin McLeod for taking the time to, uh, do that interview for us. It's great hearing from him and about his season so far. And uh, we'll be uh, keeping tabs on him. And maybe, just maybe, he can win that Wheelman Series championship. He's got a good shot at it. And uh, we'll check in with him for sure 
towards the end of the year and see how that goes. And again, thank you to the Auburndale Speedway uh, for having us so that we could cover the show here on the show, if you will. And, um, you know, overall, I know that the Wheelman race was was a bit of a wreck fest, but I had a great time. Um, it was a, a, a great car to race in. They ran an efficient show. Um, even with the Wheelman race taking an hour and a half, I think we were done by 11. So all in all, a, a great night there. And I uh, always look forward to uh, to going back to Auburndale. I've, I've loved the opportunities to announce there. And sometimes I just love to go and, and be a race fan. So, um, like I said, it, it, it was a great night despite the sportsman race. I mean, it was an interesting race. Don't get me wrong. I'm not hating on the race. It just, there was a lot of wrecks, a lot going on. So, um, all in all, a fantastic show. If you missed it, hopefully that recap gets you up to speed a little bit. Um, I want to talk about a couple of things here before we let you go. Of course, this weekend we'll be back at the New Smyrna Speedway. Um, the modifieds, the big modifieds, the open mods, as some are calling them, will be settling their championship season with two 50-lap races. Uh, it's going to be a four-tire race. Um, that They can purchase four tires. They can use up to six if they have extras. They can replace right sides in between the two races. 50 laps on a modified with those big engines. It, it is rough on tires, so... They're going to have to conserve a little bit, but we did cut them some slack. Um, but we did have to limit the tire sales a little bit just to keep things in stock for the rest of the year. But I I, I think um, despite the late models missing out on a couple of races, I think we'll be good to go for the rest of the season. So that's a little bit of good news there. Um, definitely looking forward to that. Four drivers with a shot at the championship going into Saturday night. You got uh, Wayne Parker leading Alan Bruns by four points, leading Timmy Moore last year's champion by six. And then Shane Held hanging on in the top four, 33 points back. So any of those drivers will have a really good shot at winning the championship. I mean, Shane's 33 points out, but if he can qualify well, if those guys get into racing in race number one, Shane could come back and still win this championship. So uh, I know the Modifieds haven't gotten to race a whole lot, but that has made this uh, championship battle very, very interesting. And speaking of championship battles, uh, the Mod Minis will also be in action for their final regular season race of the year. Two points separating the top two there. Last year's champion, uh, Brad Blanton, has the point lead by just two over David Russell, who won one of the more recent races. Uh, I think he won the second of the Twins a couple of weeks ago. So... Two points for the Mod Minis. That's razor close. So you got the Modifieds and the Mod Minis, I mean, breathing down each other's necks. The championship battles are going to make for a very intense uh, couple of races. And then, of course, the E-Mods will be in action. Matt Jarrett looks to wrap up the championship there. He'd have to have, I mean, he'd have to almost not make it to the racetrack to, to not win that championship. I don't even know what the points gap is there because it's uh, it's pretty much wrapped up. Matt just needs to show up and hope the car will roll and take the green flag for the heat race, I believe. So, um the other thing to look out for, the Bomber Bees, this is the the grand finale for the Bomber Bees, the uh, the bounty from Orange Blossom Woodworks, uh, up to $400. And uh, I talked to Bob Say, who put up the bounty, and um, he says it is open for anybody. Now, if we get more than 10 cars and you've raced at New Smyrna this year and you win, I believe he's going to double the bounty. But for everybody else, if you haven't raced here and we don't get uh, a certain amount of cars, it's still $400, and oh, I'm getting a little little live update here. William Hyman bringing the bounty hunter out. No more riding around for Shane. Looks like, uh, looks like William's got a big old money coming out. So finally, William Hyman, kind of the man behind the scenes of getting the Bomber Bees back going, 
at New Smyrna is finally going to come out and try to win that bounty. So um, I know Shane's got the championship on lock over John Gross, but I think we're going to get a couple of bounty hunters out here, and I think we'll probably see the wildest Bomber B race we've ever seen. So we have that to look forward to, plus the modified Twin 50s, my mini championship on the line. Um, I don't know, man. It's it's going to be a wild night. It, it's There's so many things that could go one way or the other to, uh, to really switch things around. Um, I, I think it'll be one of the more exciting nights that we've had in a while on the high bank. So looking forward to that for sure. Uh, also, we have Governor's Cup coming up less than a month away. I think we're about three weeks away from it on November 13th and 14th. Um, entries are coming in for both the Prelude and Governor's Cup Sunday. Um, good handful of prolates have registered. And that race, there, there's going to be drivers that show up that don't pre-register. There's no entry fee or anything like that uh, for them in the Modified. So they're just going to show up. Uh, if they pre-enter, we'll give them a welcome post and uh, we'll put them on the entry list, which I plan to release here in about a week or so. Um, I guess there's been some issues on the website getting people registered. So I'm trying to sort through all that, trying to compile as many names on the list as I can. We'll release that. Uh, here within the next couple of days, uh, probably by the end of the month, uh, that's the kind of the early deadline anyway. Um, we'll release the entry list and we'll build upon it. But uh, super late model list is building nicely. It's not as big as I want yet, but we're still a ways away. Um, you don't have to pre-enter to race the Governor's Cup. You can show up and race. You still have to pay the entry fee for the supers, but um, we're already close to the amount of cars that we had start last year. So I'm not I, I'm not too worried. I think we're gonna, I, I think we're gonna have a decent car count. Um, but I'm, I'm hoping it's, I'm hoping it's at least 20 for you guys. I, I'd love to get back to the days of 40, but I don't know if that's gonna happen. Uh, I'm hoping to get to 20, but it's right about where it already was uh, to start last year. So there's a little bit of good news there. Some good drivers signed up: Anthony Sergi, Eric Jones, uh, Brad May, of course, will be there. Um, you know, I was talking to. Uh, I'm talking to Rusty and uh, we we're talking about car count and how it's gone down. And he's like, you know, it's easy to look at the count, the overall count, but if you look at the quality that makes up for it. So yes, we want more cars. Um, but the quality cars, it's already there. It's going to be a hell of a race. I mean, uh, I think we're going to get a new name on the cup this year. Daniel died. Jesse Dutilly were very good last year. And I expect them to uh, to be right up there. I'm not sure if Bubba Pollard's coming. He doesn't have this race listed on his website. I don't know if he he got that win, checked it off the bucket list, and is doing other things. I hope he's there. I hope he changes his mind. I hope he shows up. Uh, but Bubba, he's kind of an enigma. You never know with him. He might say one thing and do another. So hopefully, holding out hope, I'll reach out to John and, and see if uh, we can talk Bubba into showing up because I know everybody loves Bubba. So, um but things are, are are looking very positive for a fun night. Uh, LKQ has upped the purse for the Superstock race. It's 1,200 to win. Ashley Holmes Jacks has made the trucks 1,000 to win for 25 laps. Well, you don't find that nearly anywhere. So, yes, I know the lap count for the trucks and Superstocks, it's not the marquee lap count, but the money's there. The excitement's going to be there. It's going to be wild. Um, you got bombers there. They're going to be fun. Emods, you are on the schedule. It was omitted from the first schedule we got from CRA for some reason, but it's been scheduled for the entire season. We'll get you, uh, we'll get that added. We'll get that omission fixed. We, I did talk to the track, and you guys are racing. Emods, you are racing. Um, so keep that in mind. Good field of modifieds building for the Prelude 50 as well. Um, 
the prelude of the cup. It's got that 50-50 format now. 50 laps for the modifieds, 50 for the prolates. Those are going to be great races. Plus, you throw the super stocks, the trucks, the ground pounders, the bombers all on there. That is a hell of a night leading into the 56th annual Governor's Cup. So the full entry list, I'll have that typed out here in the next couple of days. I'm trying to get as many people in there as possible before we release it. I've got to type it all out and put it up, and I've been struggling for time. So bear with me. I'll get it up there as soon as I can. Um, but Governor's Cup's looking good. Two races left to go for the season at New Smyrna. Of course, the twin modified 50s to settle the championship this week. And then the day before Halloween, we've got the regular season finale, so we'll have more details about that in upcoming shows. Um, next week, we will be back with a new episode of the Racing with Ryan podcast. We'll cover all the excitement from the Twin 50s at New Smyrna. We'll cover all the drama. Um, next week's episode might be a bit more controversial. We'll see how things go, but like I said, a wild sports and race at Auburndale this weekend. Um, huge thank you to uh, Devin McLeod for taking the time to do that great interview. Um, if you listen to anything on the show, at least listen to that. Um, but yeah, thank you, uh, thank you to Auburndale for having us out there. Thank you to Hype Motorsports for the support. And again, if you'd like to become a partner, if you'd like to sponsor the show, just let me know. Five bucks an episode. Uh, the uh, the last episode of the show, over 4,000 clicks. Our highest click count so far is over 5,000. So we are reaching an audience here with this little show. So I appreciate the support. And um, we'll be back next week with a brand new episode. We'll cover all the action from the Modified Twin 50s at New Smyrna. Have a good night, everyone.